Hello everyone and welcome back to Trigger Logi. It's always a pleasure to know that you're listening or watching. And thank you for the support and all the comments on my last episodes about Oliver Anthony. I really appreciate it. Today, I want to talk about the American nightmare that is being sold as a happy dream. Let's get into it. The American Civil Liberties Union in Indiana has filed a lawsuit against the state's Department of Correction after a trans-identified male inmate convicted of murdering his own infant stepdaughter was denied gender-affirming surgeries. Let that sink in. The Indiana Department of Correction, IDOC, cannot provide transgender surgeries to inmates. House Bill 1569, which took effect on July 1st, bans all spending of the state's of federal dollars on sexual reassignment surgeries for inmates especially I, I think it should be for everyone the people's money should never be used for this cause never the ACLU states that the policy discriminates in violation of the equal protection clause of the 14th amendment keep in mind that they brought this case against the state's on behalf of a transgender inmate currently serving 55 years of sentence for the horrific murder of his stepdaughter. She was only 11 months old. 11 months old. Jonathan Cordelione Richardson is his name. Look at him. Looking like Venom but with chameleon eyes. This is the person that the ACLU is trying to help to get transferred to a female facility. Let's take this time to say, if you like this podcast and you want to see or hear more of it, perhaps you may consider supporting me by clicking the link in the description. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can become a supporter of this show. Thank you for your consideration. Okay, if you didn't know the story, let me present it to you. According to court's records, Richardson was visited by some friends that night who observed he was acting strangely. He didn't even invite them in the house as he normally would. You know what his excuse was? The little girl was sleeping. I kid you not. When he had loud music playing in the home, the stupidity of a moron, which I'm very okay with, by the way, because it's easier for us to be suspicious of them. Now, after his friends left, Richardson went to his neighbor and asked him to call 911, claiming that the child was unresponsive. I wonder why he didn't call 911 himself. Could it be that he doesn't have a phone? Or he's just an idiot, implicating more people in his, in his mess? In his first interview with the police, of course, Richardson claimed that he found a baby unresponsive after doing some household chores but in the next interview he said the child was being fussier than usual and he attempted to uh, to throw her up in the air repeatedly in an effort to calm her down he said her head bobbed forward and back up in a rough type of manner and the child continued to cry so he proceeded to shake her aggressively in an effort to calm her down basically shaking her like a can of soup he even demonstrated how he 
manhandled the baby girl to the officer. As if that wasn't enough, in another interview, he initially told the police that he found the baby in the crib and she had vomit coming from her mouth. That's how many false statements now. One, the little girl was sleeping. That's where the friends came to the house. That's what he said. Two, he found the baby unresponsive after doing some household chores. Maybe that's the same thing he told the, the neighbor. Three, he threw the baby up in a violent manner, then shook her even more violently. Well, an autopsy subsequently found that the baby had died from asphyxiation by manual strangulation. Yes, he freaking choked the baby to death. And while incarcerated, waiting for trial, do you know what his statement was? He said, well, all I know is I killed a little fucking bitch. That's exactly what he said. This is the type of people that the American Civil Liberties Union is suing the Indiana Department of Correction for. A child murderer who wants a vagina. And believe it or not, this is not the first time that the ACLU has attempted to intervene to protect the gender identity of a violent transgender inmate. In June, the ACLU came under fire, condemning the state of Florida, my state, for not providing gender-affirming care to a convicted rapist and murderer prior to his execution. His name was Dwayne Owen, who was executed on July 15, had been handed the death sentence after brutally murdering a 38-year-old and a 14-year-old girl in 1984. You gotta be kidding me. Somebody who brutally murdered a 30-year-old woman and a 14-year-old girl. Really, after the ACLU claimed that the state has caused Owen enormous suffering and had violated, quote, her right to be free from cruel and unusual punishment for more than 30 years, she was in the state of custody. That's not all. Earlier this year, Redux exclusively revealed that the ACLU in New Jersey had represented a transgender diaper fetishist. Yes, you heard right. A diaper fetishist. In a case that would ultimately result in male inmates being transferred to the state's women's prison. Because in August of 2019, the American Civil Liberties Union of New Jersey filed a lawsuit against the State Department of Correction on behalf of Daniel Dammer. The suit argued that a woman named Sonia Doe had been in prison for the past 17 months in the men's prison, a situation that was said to constitute cruel and unusual punishment. A total lie. In June of 2021, the state of New Jersey reached a settlement with the ACLU of New Jersey and agreed to adopt major reform to prison policies which would allow housing according to a self-declared and subjective gender identity rather than biological sex. 
Let that sink in. You only have to say I'm a woman. Hey, I'm a, I'm a woman. I have a fake vagina, fake boobs. You're getting transferred. The policy has since resulted in multiple extremely violent male offenders being transferred to the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility for Women. According to testimonies provided to Redux from women incarcerated at that facility, among the first men to be transferred to the prison after Demers was a convicted killer who had beaten a prostitute woman to death and drunk her blood. Psychopath beyond belief. Think that was it? Oh no. Another violent male inmate currently incarcerated at that facility thanks to the ACLU's effort include Maria Vols, who sexually tormented his own seven-year-old daughter to make transgender porn. But thank God, the Indiana's Attorney General, Todd Rakita, told Fox News regarding the lawsuit that hardworking residents want their tax dollars going towards things that benefits their family and the state as a whole. Not surgery to reverse inmates' God's given gender. Well said, sir. Well said. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, look, this is Craig Lusk, a 56-year-old. He filed a lawsuit against the state, the, uh, <laughs> against the state Department of Correction, seeking fifty thousand in financial compensation because he was assigned to the men's prison and denied gender-affirming surgery. Do you guys see the pattern? Do you guys see the pattern? Another fake vagina seeker just to get out of jail or just to get transferred. You got to be kidding me. The trans wants to be transferred. See what I did there? It is in the name. The devil's in the details, damn it. <laughs> and guess what? Minnesota's DOC agreed to settle Christina Locke's case formerly known as Craig, for $495,000. After they housed him in a male facility where he said other prisoners verbally and sexually uh, uh, abused him. The settlement also called for Christina Lusk to receive a vaginoplasty and to be sent to an all-women facility. There you go. However, his wife, well, his ex-wife, ripped the move and told DailyMail.com that the inmate was a scammer and a fat liar and a big fat liar. She said, quote, I think all the stuff he's doing to try to get himself out of doing all the time in prison, she said. He would told his family that if he was a woman and had boobs, then they had to put him in a female prison. He said that he was going to make sure he makes money out of the whole ordeal. He said, I'm going to become a woman. Well, you're not going to become a woman. You're going to look like one. Uh, ugly one, that is. He said, I'm going to become a woman and complain to make sure they give me money and move me. His ex-wife also said, when we were married, he wasn't 
doing anything like that or even after we were divorced. I think he's a big fat liar. She says she even spoke to the family after they were divorced. And they said that it was a big thing to get him out of prison and get, a, get some money. See, it's, it's a nightmare. It's, it's just a nightmare. Man, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Men cheating their way out of prison by playing the delusional game of modern society. What do you think? Should a man be transferred to a woman facility just because they say that they are a woman? Should your money be used to pay for the surgeries? It's a damn nightmare. It's a joke. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time as always. It is very, very appreciated. And I'll see you on the next one.